Just after 11 o'clock, any time you need to get a hold of Dr. Lou, uh, when the show is not on, one 55 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U, or info at paincarecanada.com. Oh, look, it's snowing outside. That's great. That's good. It's always snowing. Seems to always Slips and falls, knees, backs, elbows, necks, you, and everything you else. It. You name it, everybody. You're a busy boy. What's going on, man? Getting hurt. Everybody's getting hurt. I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. What do you got for us this week so far? Well, well <laughs> something that I wanted to bring up because really? I thought it was, it was pretty funny. So I had somebody that sent me... Uh, quite a long-winded email, which is fine. A lot of people want to describe um, in great detail what's going on, and they prefer to do it email, and I have nothing against that. I always say send me an e- email at info at paincarecanada.com. Um, essentially giving me this long-winded explanation about his knee issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally got to the bottom, and it said, what can I do next? And, I mean, I, I think I've gone over this at nauseum, and I, and I just want to reiterate it again. I, I can't give advice to anybody specific advice if i have not assessed somebody that's just not prudent on my part nor should anybody want that because then you know it's just snake oil salesman stuff like i'm just taking a guess and and although someone can do a good job in describing something if i can't actually grab that body part move it around do some different testing uh speak to you at, at to an extent and get more information then i don't think i can reasonably come to any type of um, clinical impression or yep. diagnosis, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so the question becomes, you know, obviously I can't do that. That's that's on many levels. I can't for medical legal reasons, uh, for me wanting to be prudent, for you, the, the patient, for have sure. the best outcome. Yep. And um, so I sent an email back saying, you know, uh, a couple options, like number one, let's set up a phone call first because then I can kind of go back and forth and ask questions versus you know, if you go back on forth an email, it could take days versus on a phone call. I can do that in yeah. five minutes. Um, and then I also suggested, and, you know, just so you're aware, if you want specific answers about your advice or about your um, situation, just you're going to have to come in for an assessment and we can uh, get that set up for you. And that there is a $65 fee, which I've said a million times Logical. on the show. And um, this gentleman was not happy. Uh, he He basically was like, you know, so what was the point of this that you just so that you tell me that I need an assessment? And I and I said, well, that that's how that's yeah. kind of how this works. Some people call me um, and I had another person that I had just spoken to before I read that email and they had called me and they a chronic pain sufferer um, uh, elbow issue. They were seeing their family doctor sent to a pain clinic getting medications, have told, been told to hold off on certain other procedures, injections, da-da-da. And I basically said it sounds like everything that is being done is is the right course of treatment. Continue with that. If at any point things change, you you really want a second opinion, come see me. But I don't think I'm going to provide any more value to your case. Nice. Um, and so I'm very honest with people. If I think that I can help them, I will. If I don't uh, if I don't think I, will, I can help them, then I'll also make that recommendation. But I always try to point somebody in the right direction at the very least. Um, so anyways, th- with this gentleman, I ended up saying, you know, give me your phone number. I'll call you. We could speak a little bit more. And we spoke a little bit more. But I just thought it was interesting that... Um, you know that that it the, it was like kind of this thing like I had fooled him and and I yeah. was like I I don't feel like I'm doing that on the radio I think I'm pretty clear in in uh, my explanations of things uh, anyone that I take their call I, I'm never really providing a diagnosis I'm just simply using whatever it is that we're talking about and providing the information that I have but I I think everyone's heard me a million times say you're gonna have to come in I'm gonna have to assess it of to course. be to be certain yeah of course it seems it seems yeah. logical and. Uh, 
uh, to you and I, but for whatever reason, and and I mean this this is very rare. I, I don't think this has happened very many times in all of the calls and all of the people that have reached out to me. But just for those people that are listening out there, um, I just wanted to reiterate this again because just to make sure that I'm being clear with this. The free consultation is a phone call. Give me a call, one 55 drlou or send me an email at info at paincarecanada.com. All I really need is your name, your phone number, um, a best time to reach you at. I'll call you. We'll have a discussion. Again, based on that discussion, if I think your issue is something that I can assess, I'm going to make that recommendation. My assessment does have a fee. It's $65, mm-hmm. which I don't think is very much in all honesty. Like one of the things people, the second question people always ask is how long is it going to take to see you? And the answer is very quickly. And the reason is because there's a fee associated with it. Once you're in the OHIP system and these things, right. everybody knows the backlog. Um, and so I just spend my time doing these assessments. That's all I do so that I can get people in and out. In fact, I now go back to my main clinic after every show um, to see people on Saturdays as well, just for that convenience. Um, but anyhow, it, it all starts with a phone call or an email where, again, we have to go through your problem. If it's something that I think that I can assess, I'm going to make that recommendation. We have other specialized programs like our knee clinic that if you meet certain criteria, you don't even need to see me. I'm going to send you directly in to see a specialist. That's covered by OHIP. Brilliant. Um, and, and that's, you know, we're starting that with the knee right now. There are other programs for other body parts that will be coming out. But right now, any knee issue, if you have a knee issue, call call me. This is yep. absolutely essential. This could be the difference between you getting better and months of of being in pain, not recovering, um, things like swelling of the knee, clicking of the, of the knee, locking of the knee. If you have those things, you likely need to see a specialist immediately. And if you haven't already seen one, give me a call. We're going to get you in right away to see that specialist. Um, it's covered through OHIP. There's no charge for that. And that's just simply, uh, it starts with speaking with me to go through the the criteria. But, um, you know, a lot of people want second opinions. Give me a call for your second opinion, whatever right. it is. Uh, but my time does have a certain fee. Kids got to eat. Yeah. Kids got to eat. one 855 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U is that number. Info at paincarecanada.com. And by the way, phone line's wide open now. You have uh, concerns. Physical problems, pain problems, give us a call right till 12 o'clock here live on the radio. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Would love to hear from you. Dr. Payne Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. 1114 on your Saturday morning at 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Pain concerns, health concerns, bring them on. Dr. Lou here till uh, till till uh, till noon. Hey, Patricia, good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, except I'm driving around Toronto right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, good times. Yeah, I'll be joining you pretty soon. What's uh, what's going on with you? Uh, I had a stupid fall. I had loose sandals on. I was standing on about a one-foot stool. I leaned over and fell out of my sandals and really messed up my right knee. Uh, that was in October. Uh, the swelling went down after about two months. Uh, my doctor tells me that she thinks I've torn the cartilage, including that little round one in the inside. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe some other damage. I'm, uh, I've, I've got some arthritis under my kneecap, and I'm quite frankly worried about surgery. You hear so many uh, things, but I don't have an MRI appointment until near the end of April. Shocking. Who, who has sent you for the MRI? Was that a specialist or your family doctor? My family doctor. Yeah. So there's um, a few weeks ago, and we repeatedly will have two uh, surgeons on with us, uh, Dr. Manoj Bergav and Dr. Rob Gordon, uh, who both specialize in knees. The one thing that they really highlighted on that show 
um, is that special imaging MRIs provide very little extra diagnostic information over a trained yeah. specialist doing a physical exam. So the unfortunate part is most family doctors, um, you know, the, the job of a family doctor is a gatekeeper, right? They have to know a, a lot about men or they should know, you know, more than a little bit about a lot of different things. Um, and so when there, someone's presenting with chest pain, with knee pain, they need to understand all of these different things to some extent, but they're not specialists in any one given area. And especially when it comes to musculoskeletal issues and something like knee pain, they're absolutely oftentimes not specialists of that area. And they'll default to uh, special imaging, things like x-rays, ultrasounds, or more expensive tests like MRIs. Now, the, problem, the, the good thing about x-rays and ultrasounds is they're relatively quickly, or they're done relatively quick. However, they provide very little good diagnostic information, whereas MRIs that do pr provide probably better diagnostic information are very expensive to the system and often take a very, very long time for the person um, to get them and, and provide that value. Uh, Dr. Bergavin and Dr. Gordon both reiterated on the show several times that what they really need is to hear a set of symptoms and then do a physical exam. And pretty much based on that, they can determine what someone really needs in terms of their knee. Um, and even when I've sent them people, I, I oftentimes they don't want any of the imaging stuff because it just doesn't become that important no. to them. They can hear imaging should always be secondary to seeing um, someone who can hear a set of signs and symptoms and from those signs and symptoms and physical exam determine, okay, do I need more information? Like literally hands-on. Yeah, like, yeah, so sometimes Dr. Bergava and Dr. Gordon do say, you know what, I need more information, I need this MRI. But a lot of the times they don't need it. So Patricia, my point being is you waiting around not doing anything is only hindering your prognosis, which is how likely you are to get better from this. I think you need to see somebody uh, immediately, someone who has good diagnostic skill set in the form of a physical exam, such as these two gentlemen that I've mentioned, and there's lots of people out there. Um, but you're the but perfect. How do you know about it? Yeah, it's very easy. That was my next thing. Give me a call when we're off air, or I've got your number here. I, I would prefer if you give me a call one eight five five. 55DRLOU. Leave me a voicemail. I'm going to give you a call back. You're someone who's going to qualify for that uh, that OHIP program. I'm going to get you in to see one of those surgeons within the next few weeks. And then, uh, again, the other thing that you brought up was the fear of surgery. Remember, a surgeon, uh, and again, you can go back and listen to that show with Dr. Bergava um, and Dr. Gordon, which was a few weeks ago. And, and if you go on the, the Global News uh, um, website, you'll be able to find the recorded shows. But they also talk about where, you know, they will choose the people that they believe have good outcomes yeah. from surgery. No surgeon, no person wants to do surgery to someone that they believe isn't going to have good outcomes from it because it just doesn't make sense. The person's going to be unhappy. They're not going to look good. You know, there could be medical uh, or legal actions taken if someone becomes worse, et cetera, et cetera. So surgeon being a surgeon doesn't mean that they always only want to do surgery it means a dr gordon and dr bergava recommend a lot of people back to the physiotherapist and say no nope, don't worry about uh, don't even surgery. Touch them, yeah. yeah you don't need surgery you just need really good rehabilitation on this you don't uh need to jump to that route if something changes in a year come back we'll take a look at it etc cetera, etc cetera. so um i think you're a perfect example of someone uh do you have any swelling of your knee uh patricia oh yeah i still have swelling any numbers. locking uh, I have a subluxating patella in that leg. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you, you're going to get in. So give me a call. Uh, we're going to get you in to see them. And then, uh, uh, one of those two gentlemen will be able to make the, the, the recommendations that you need. Um, and you're not sitting around. Yeah. Uh, what is the timeline in this? Cause I'm a widow. 
Okay. And I'm fairly active, and uh, I'm, I'm also a senior, but a fairly active senior. I used mm. to be anyway. Right. Uh, what would I be looking at in terms of timeline? A timeline for what? Recovery. Again, but th- this is the example of I don't know, right? I don't know what's wrong okay. with your knee. I don't know uh, what you're going to need. If, if someone said, hey, I, I need to have ACL reconstruction, what's my timeline? I can give you that, but I don't know what's wrong with your knee. The, you may not need surgery is, is my right. point in all of this, um, but it's best to have someone who specializes in this take a look at it and not sit around wait for an MRI that may not provide very much information. Good call, Patricia, and you as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Bring them on. We're here till uh, 12 o'clock. Dr. Payne Show, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Your questions, comments, bring them on till 12, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. You want to get a hold of Dr. Lou anytime after the show, info at paincarecanada.com and one 855 Dr. Lou, that's the way to do it. D-R-L-O-U. You can just see it out there. It's like knees, elbows, skulls. <laughs> Taking flips on ice, oh, man. Yeah. It's, you're going to be busy, yeah. and the knee's a fun one. I mean, that's that's why you you have it with Dr. Bugam and Dr. Gordon, who, by the way, those guys are hilarious. But uh, it's a big thing with you. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we're just trying to do things to really improve outcomes. Um, and one of the biggest things is when you look at knee issues, um, you know, th- this is Patricia's call was the perfect example. Yep. Like, I, I don't think it could have been set up any better, right? Like, if we had tried to set this up, we couldn't have done as, as good of a job. The problem is, is that the vast majority, like I said, uh, family doctors, their job is to point people in the right direction. Um, and for whatever reason, when it comes to musculoskeletal issues, not just the knee, spine, shoulder, et cetera, et cetera. There's always this reliance on let me get some imaging of that area. Yeah. And we've gone this through this ad nauseum where it usually doesn't provide much more information to us, not much more that we actually need. Like when people come in and say, you know, I had an, I had an extra in my low back, I've got low back pain and they told me I have degenerative disc disease. It's like, all right, yeah. big deal. Like I, I can't stress enough how not important that is. Um, it, it just, it's gray hair of the skeleton. Someone coming in at 65, 70 years old, telling me that they have degenerative disc disease means nothing to me. It means zero. They can bring that x-ray. I can look at it. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Same thing as the shoulder. Oh, I've been told to have a partial tear in my shoulder. That's great. Same thing. It does. It's main. It's most of the time, not the pain generating source. Of your problem, that's and and that's and that's the important part. There, I'm not saying that it doesn't matter to know, but people often think of these things and want to know. Um, you know, they they default and say, "This is the reason I have pain. I have degenerative disc disease, or I have a partial tear in my ligament in that's my shoulder, be it. Uh, yeah. or I've got this meniscus uh, degeneration going on. These are the reasons for my pain. Not necessarily, not necessarily. And in fact, the research says almost 50 percent, if not more, that it's not the cause of your pain. And so um, I think I think then when when the ratio is so off, like 50-50, that's the flip of a quarter, right? Like that's what we're putting it on. That okay, your knee pain yeah. is due to degeneration. Flip the quarter, yes, no. It's it that's as good as the the X-rays and the ultrasounds are. Um, and then, like I said, once you get into the more important test, 
They're expensive. They take much longer. Now, I'm not suggesting that these tests never provide value. They absolutely provide value, but there should be a time and a place where they're used. And and the unfortunate reality is that they're just way overused right now. We have these things. They're so disposable. They're so they're so easy for us to get to order that they're just done all the time. But the reality is, all we're doing is putting a burden on our healthcare system because number one, it costs money. Number two, it creates long waits for these things. And number three, if it's not providing value then why are we doing them so much? We should be doing them where they are going to provide extra prognostic and diagnostic value. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Uh, hey, Stevie, how are you? I'm good. How are, how are you both doing? Good. good. What's uh, what's going on with you? Well, I basically have a pinched nerve upper neck shoulder area. It basically started in July. So long story short, a lot of physio, and I've had things with shoulder problems from many years of tennis in the past. Always had physio take care of it after a few visits. So I'm at a point now, I'm seeing my doctor on Monday after an MRI, a CAT scan. I also had a vascular imaging test done as well. Mm-hmm. So I know it's indeed a pinched nerve from my doctor's report back after the CAT scan. You know, I do a lot of stretching. I can ride a stationary bike regularly with no problem, but it's really simple things, whether it be driving, even shaving. I know a certain position I'll get in even shaving where I'll send you know, the pins and needles right down into the hand. So I've got regular stretching I do from the physio that, you know, it's gotten to a point where it's gotten a little better, but it isn't going away. And I'm just wondering, outside of just sheer rest, what can you really do to get rid of something like this? Well, yeah, again, it comes down to figuring out exactly what the cause is. So when someone says to me it's a pinch, quote-unquote, pinch nerve, my next question becomes, well, what's pinching the nerve? Is it a, a disc in the neck that's pinching the nerve? Is it bone that's pinching the nerve through severe degenerative changes or stenosis? Um, is it a functional pinch nerve where sometimes uh, due to poor posture and the way you move that that's potentially causing the pinch nerve? So it, it's not as easy. Again, these things, when people say I have a pinch nerve, to me, that's more of a, of a clinical sign than it is a diagnosis. My next question becomes, well, what is pinching the nerve? Um, and, and I'm assuming on that CT scan or the other imaging that you've had done, it will suggest. I'm not really sure why people are still to this day told, quote unquote, you have a pinch nerve because... Um, there should be more information provided as to what is what is right. pinching that nerve because that's really the diagnostic value uh, for someone like me is when I can know what the problem is, what is pinching on that nerve, is when I can really make a recommendation as to what could be done. And, and you know, just as an example, not all pinched nerves are going to just respond to sheer rest. In fact, rest may actually make it worse. Um, sometimes yeah. muscles get tight and they pinch on nerves. So these are the things. And this is also where a lot of times people are given – same scans, whatever of the neck, it needs to correlate with the clinical symptoms and the clinical exam. There's a lot of physical tests that can be done. To, we, we sometimes will send people for MRIs, CAT scans, and we end up seeing, okay, there's a disc bulge there. Right. Same thing, a disc bulge is, is not very different than degenerative disc disease. A lot of people have disc bulges and have zero pain. It just matters, is that a symptomatic disc bulge? Is it a disc bulge that is actually causing a problem? And you can do things in a physical exam to correlate, to look at an image. It's Even any time you read a radiology report, they'll often say, They'll give you their impression because if you look at if you look at an MRI and X-ray, it never says diagnosis. It says impression. The reason why they huh. write impression is because the radiologist hasn't clinically seen the person, so someone needs to to correlate that information, take the exam and take the imaging and put it into one thing. Hang, hang tight, Steve. We'll continue on this. 
416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. It's 1130, right till 12 o'clock we go. Give us a call. Love to talk to you. Dr. Payne Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Drop us a call. We'd love to talk to you, hear your opinion, your question till 12 o'clock today. Uh, Steve, thanks for hanging in, fellow. No worries. My pleasure. Hey, Steve. Yeah, so going back to what I was saying, I would say for you, um, the next thing, you said you're going to see your family doctor on Monday? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because the other test he had me do was this vascular imaging. And one of the things he mentioned to me that I'd never heard of before was something called vascular syndrome. And I'm not sure if I've got the term exactly right. Yep. Yeah, there's a couple terms for it. You can have vascular issues that create nerve-type symptoms for sure. So what I would do if I were you when I see... Um, your family doctor on Monday is just start to get more information. So ask things like if if he does say or she says, yeah, it's a pinched nerve. My my next question would be, well, what is pinching on the nerve? Um, And what do you recommend from there? Uh, Or or once you have that information, give me a call. We can set up something where I can assess you, review everything, and again, make those recommendations. But um, I think this is just a good example for for what happens a lot in healthcare and with people's um, pain management is that they're just told really like you have sciatica, you have a pinched nerve, uh, you've got this, you've got, but it, to me it's, it, it's, it's useless information because if you don't know what is exactly causing that, then you'll yeah. never know how to exactly treat it. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fantastic. Thank you very okay. much. Thanks. Steve, again, one 855 Dr. Lou, D-R-L-O-U, or info at paincarecanada.com. Hey, John, good, uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Still morning, John. You know, like <laughs> afternoon. Not you, John, the caller. John yeah, me. The, He's the always call yelling host. at me. What's going on, pal? Um, back in 2010, I fell at uh, work and landed on a hydraulic pump, uh, putting two inch and an eighth uh, uh, pipes into my lower back. Uh, outside the spine, above the waistline, uh, in the muscle region. Okay. And um, at the time, uh, I was, wasn't able to walk. I was well, walk out baby steps, just screaming pain through my uh, my back, and uh, uh, through that time, I also have a uh, a fused spine. My spine's been fused since I was 16, which was about 41 year, uh, yeah, about 41 years ago that it was done. I have two Harrington rods in. One one rod is broken. It okay. broke uh, three months after the operation. Okay. Um. Every every my doctor says it's not the Harrington rods. There's nothing to do with the spine. It's all muscle related. It's something I have to live with. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I've been able to relieve myself with uh, is called IMS, mm-hmm. intermuscular stimulation, which yep. are long needles. You got to basically, in my mind, uh, be endure pain to get rid of pain. Yeah, it's it's based on the theory that if you can increase the pain threshold, then all of a sudden the pain that you endure seems much less to that. It's it's kind of like that idea of uh, your your arms hurting. Let me punch you in the face, and yeah. all of a sudden your arms uh, not as not as bad. Yeah, but anyway, sorry. Keep going, John. The question I have for you is: Have you heard of anything else that uh, can uh, help uh, do something for muscles, such as yeah. in this region? That uh, besides. You hear things talking about lasers and stuff, but sure. 
Yeah, uh, well, yeah. The, here's the issue. Number one, you had you have a pre-existing condition. I, I don't know what doctor says that that doesn't matter, but if you had some type of spine surgery and you had Harrington rods put in, that is going to be some type of trauma to the back, right? It, it was controlled trauma, but it was still trauma. Then in 2010, you go and have even more trauma to your back. Mm -hmm. So the reality becomes, you know, for anyone to say to you, I think I can get you pain-free, I believe that person is likely lying. I believe you, you are unfortunately going to be a chronic pain sufferer because of the extent of the injuries that you've undergone and also because of the time that they that has elapsed since all of this stuff has happened. So um, it, it is likely chronic, and, and I think you know that and I know that. The next question becomes, what can you do for chronic pain? And is anything ever going to get rid of it? No. Are things going to help manage it? Yes. Uh, what things can help manage it? A lot of that now becomes trial and error. Um, so like you said, the intramuscular stimulation seems to provide some benefit to you, but maybe if you tried, I don't know, acupuncture, that would not provide some benefit for you, or maybe it does. So I think you have to be working with a pain management team, some some type of team that has all different types of things at their disposal, where they're constantly changing what they're doing with you, introducing new things, bringing back old things that they've done, because the reality is your body adapts. So even the intramuscular stimulation, although that may be great, doing it for a prolonged period over a long period of time, your body will adapt to that. And sometimes with this type of an issue with chronic pain patients, you just have to use the whole gambit of uh, disposable uh, management options for pain management and keep changing it around. So uh, I can't tell you exactly what your plan of management looks like without me assessing you. Um, right. I, I'm happy to set an assessment up with you uh, where we can go through everything and kind of uh, start to look at here are all the things that could be getting done. And even at that point, a lot of it, like I said, is trial and error. The We may look at you and we may think the research really, really supports doing rehabilitation, good exercises with you, but then you go and do it and it makes you feel worse. So um, research is great because it helps to guide us in a certain way, but everybody's different and everybody's pain is different and everyone's tolerances are different. And so with chronic pain, uh, unfortunately, a lot of this stuff becomes uh, a management issue, and it has to be uh, trial and error. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically, um, I had no problems with my back after it was fused. Why was your spine fused when you were a kid? Um, I had a half-grown disc, and my mother noticed a lump on my back, and what they did was they put me in traction. I was supposed to be in traction for 18 months, but I was in traction for uh, seven months and pin through my knees to harness to the top of a bed and they stretched me. Right. And uh, the disc fell back into place, took bone tissue off the hip and fused the cell um, uh, two, three, four, and five together. Yeah. yeah, there's a reason why they don't do those procedures anymore. Um but yeah, I mean, again, it just all it really highlights is that there is a pre-existing condition. And although you didn't have pain right away in those areas, anytime you sustain some type of an injury problem procedure in an area, it could be pain-free for, like you said, 40 years. But then all it takes is another traumatic incident of some sort, in this case, being a fall that can just, you know, the question becomes, had you fallen 
and never, ever had that other no. procedure, would those two people still be in the same position today at the same pain levels? My my answer to that is I don't know. I, I would say based on my knowledge and my assumption that anytime you have something that's pre-existing, that that doesn't help towards uh, what you're going to experience later on. But again, I'd have to assess you and go through all of these things to to have a more accurate picture um, to uh, of your overall situation just so I could make more accurate and valid um, recommendations for you. Yeah, like ended up like at the point of, of um, up until 2010, I've had no problems with my uh, pain in my back. No, I understand that. But then the reality is in 2010, you had a very traumatic incident. Um, and, and that's my point. Hang tight, John. When we come back from break, we'll we'll continue the conversation. You as well. You want to get in on ask a question of your own? 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Dr. Payne Show. This is Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. 1144, you still got some time. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell to chime in and ask a question if you'd like. John, we're back with you. So, yeah, there you go. Hello? John, yep. you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yep. You were saying before we went to break? Um... I guess uh, I don't. I don't feel the pain in my spine. I don't feel it in my actual spine area. The pain okay. is there between my left side and my, I guess my spine and above my hips. It's in the muscle, muscle related. But right, but I mean, you know, that old song, the hip bone is connected to the knee bone. The you're saying you don't feel it in your spine, but it's just off to the side of the spine. That's all. That's that's considered the back area, right? So. Yeah, it's more to the outside edge, edge of it. Yeah, but, but that's still considered the back to me. Like, and and any healthcare professional would say that it it doesn't need to be right along the middle section of the spinous process, which are the bony protrusions of the spine that you can feel for it to be spine related pain. All those muscles, those those muscles that you're feeling it in, attach to the spine. They're spinal muscles, um, so that's considered the spine. Oh, okay, not ready. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I can find you at paincarecanada.com, you said? Yes, sir. Yeah, paincarecanada.com. Uh, you can send me an email at info at paincarecanada.com. You can call one eight five 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 drlou um, And if you'd like to continue having this discussion, I'm happy to do so. Okay, yeah. Thanks, John. I uh, appreciate the call. So you had a lot of fusions there. Did you say L2 all the way down to 5? Well, he had Harrington rods put in. Um which a Harrington rod is more classically used to manage things like severe scoliosis. They're rods that are put on either side of the spine when, uh, um, usually in, in younger kids, when, when a scoliosis is going out of control to kind of uh, put it um, in, a, in, in more of a ideal posture. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's, you know, it, it essentially holds the spine in place in, in some type of form that you want it to be held in. Yeah, it's big surgery. Lima, hello. Good morning. Bye. How are you? Um, I'm going to tell my situation and then I hang up and sure. listen on the radio. Okay. Um, a couple of years ago, doctor put me on for an, because I had irregular heartbeat and atrial fibrillation. Put me on an ACE inhibitor and without explaining side effects or what it's going to do. And for a year, I was coughing like a harp seal and I ended up in emergency. Uh, and the emergency doctor said, why are you on this? I'm picking off that. And um, I, what my question is, uh, what can I do nutrition-wise uh, to to uh, possibly correct um, uh, interrupted electrical signal to the heart, uh, which is causing the um, um, irregular heartbeat and atrial fibrillation? 
I'll hang up now. Yep. So, so number one, I, this is the type of stuff, this would be the type of phone call where I would say continue following up with your family doctor. I'm not a cardiologist. I don't work um, with, uh, um, with this type of issue. We deal more with musculoskeletal pain issues. Uh, but what I can comment on is that a- anytime that you have something like atrial fibrillation or some type of an electrical signal issue, I, I don't know that that's necessarily related to a diet. Um, as much as it's more related to some type of defect in the electrical signal. So I would say your best option is, uh, you know, anytime you have, this goes back to the same thing. A a family doctor dealing with a heart um, is is the same thing as a family doctor dealing with the knee. I believe that if you've got a heart issue, you should be referred to a cardiologist and that cardiologist should make the, the decision on what should or should not be done with your care. So that, that is simply my recommendation is, um, I say continue following up with your family doctor and get to see a cardiologist. And from there, you can uh, have this discussion with him or her on what exactly should be done. But again, I, I'm not a cardiologist and I, I can't comment on those things on uh, what other lifestyle changes. Should, I mean, when it comes to lifestyle, we all know what it is, you know, a diet of moderation and moderate uh, physical activity 30 yeah. times a day. That That is the... That is the, you know, when people are always like, what's the trick? What's the trick? There it is. I just gave it to everybody. It's nothing groundbreaking. This is what the research continually supports. It's some type of a diet or moderation that really has an emphasis on real foods like fruits, vegetables, uh, nuts, things like that. It has more of a, a, you know, less importance on things that are processed, created in a factory, like carbohydrates, like pastas, breads, things like that, and even less of a reliance on things like meat. Right now, I'm not suggesting you shouldn't have all of those things. I think when you look at the research, the reality is as long as there's moderation in those things and you're having, again, more of the real foods, the fruits, the vegetables, those things, that that is going to be the best thing for um, our bodies. And then moderate physical activity. This is when you don't do enough, that's not good. And people who are doing way too much, that's equally not good. Uh, But that is kind of the key to... uh, life right there i just gave it away <laughs> eat well the, and move don't yeah, sit around eat, with uh, well, diet coke well and doritos in moderation yeah. and and move around and uh yeah. the rest of it all comes down to genetics a lot of people are trying to do stuff and they don't realize hey you got crappy genetics crap shoot, son. Yeah, yeah it's exactly that's what it is you're at a casino <laughs> you still got a few minutes at 416-870-6400 star 640 on sale dr Payne show Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Last few moments of the show. So you got to, well, last few moments to call in. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You know, you keep saying this week in, week out, that when you've got something wrong with you, whether it's older, the longer you take to get that thing looked at, the worse your outcome's uh, going to be. 100%. Get on it. Yeah, I, I don't even realize why people wait. Like, do not wait. Right. Here's another thing, because I had this happen this week, and I guess I should bring this up. Someone gave me a call. Uh, they wanted to come see me. I spoke with them. They had a nagging... Um, what was the issue? Let me think back here. Husband. It was a shoulder issue. Um, what did you say? Husband. <laughs> no, it was, yeah. So anyways, a shoulder issue. Um, they wanted to have it taken a look at by me, or at least that was my understanding. And, um, you know, they, I guess it was between my schedule and their schedule. It was going to be about a week and a half before they could see me. I finally cool. got into, they finally got in to see me. Um, and then I went through everything with them and I was simply like, Hey, your issue is very simple. You're not going to need surgery. It's nothing like that. You just simply need physiotherapy. And then, you know, they're like, okay, well, where should I go? And I made a recommendation and then they're like, well, I already started going somewhere else. And I was like, okay, well, you know, what is it that you want from me? And they're like, well, I would prefer to go where you're recommending. I said, so then just go there. Uh, And they said, yeah, but the other place already has my info. I said, that's not the way this really works. You're allowed to go wherever. The point I want to make here is if you know you need therapy 
and you want to go somewhere that I control, somewhere I oversee, right. just give me a call. Tell me that because then I'll just simply refer you directly to the therapy. If you already have made up your mind or someone has already told, hey, I want therapy and you want to go to a trusted place somewhere that I recommend, just call, call me, leave me that message. I will get back to you immediately on that and just give you the place and then you'll see somebody there. So don't wait. If you if you know you need some chiro, physio, massage, orthotics, whatever thing it is like that that you're looking for, just simply give me a call and and I will get you uh, somewhere, and you won't. It won't take a long time. Hey, Mark, how are you? I'm okay, thank you. How are you? Good. What's uh, What's going on with you? I have interstitial cystitis. Okay. Some people who have it, they don't have the pain. It's just the constant five times an hour urination. You're you're urinating uh, sixty times a day, but in my case. When I do, the, the pain is quite overwhelming. Right. So it's been five years now, and I'm just getting, they've tried everything on me, and now, uh, I, I mean, I don't like morphine. Mm-hmm. Not to feel anything. It just does take the edge off the pain. Right. But, I mean, do you know anything about this? Disgusting disorder that I've got. No, this this goes similar to uh, the fact that I'm not a cardiologist, Mark. I'm also not a urologist. Um, and, and again, I think this is something that requires specialization in the specific field. So I would recommend if there's an issue, continue speaking uh, with the team of urologists that you're seeing or get a second opinion from another urologist. Uh, but those are the people that should be making the recommendations on those things. I, I do not deal with uh, with this specific disorder or anything related to urology. I guess the bottom line that I'm asking about is that are there alternatives to having to take morphine, period? Well, for you know, as a, as a, so generally, is there an alternative to morphine? Yeah, of course, there's an alternative to everything. But the, the, the bigger por- you know, part here becomes... Is there an alternative to morphine with your specific issue? Right. That that's the part that you can't you can't just remove that variable, right? People will always call and ask these types of things. Is there an alternative to this? Yeah, but related to what? You can't you can't just discount that. This isn't like a multiple choice question on what's the alternative to morphine, right? It's what is the alternative to morphine in your specific situation? And what I'm saying is I don't know. I think you need to see someone who deals with your specific situation to identify uh, or or at least try to identify what the potential alternatives may be it's it's very confusing uh yeah, yeah. i mean surprised. i have been under special care yeah i i mean it, it definitely is something but that's what i mean then then if it's that confusing that's how much specialization it takes it would you don't want someone like me commenting on it i know it to the extent that it was you know part of my schooling and we had to go over it but i've never dealt with someone with that so i again i i'm not going to make the recommendation on to what the alternative is uh, i think it's it's best for you to get to see the the right people the the people who are specialists in this area this specific disorder and get right. their opinion on what the alternative to morphine may be well, of course, the alternatives are now being stressed by the government and everything because of opioids, mm. right? Yeah. Right. So everybody's trying to cut down on the opioid. Yep, that is, that's a whole other problem in and of itself. I agree with you. There is. Right. Uh, and the doctors are being dictated to 
for the people who really need them. Yep. So, so my, 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 what I tell, because again, this is another call that I get a lot where people will say, Hey, I'm, I'm on some type of an opiate or a pain medication. It's being taken away from me. My doctor doesn't want to give it. Don't, don't speak to the doctor, call your MPP, deal with the government on this, right? You got to deal. These are legislative issues that are dictated to us. And we just simply follow the rules. Um, So if you, if there's people out there, you're listening, you have a problem with that, then get on the phone with the people who control the healthcare system, which are the members of parliament, parliamentary parliament, go deal with them, find your local representative and let them know about your story. That's the only way a difference is going to be made on that. Till next time, one 855 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U. Get that consultation happening. Info at paincarecanada.com. Done for another week. Going to be back sneak. Uh, next week, in fact, we'll be at the auto show. How weird yeah. is that? Doing Dr. Payne at the auto show. It'll be fun. Maybe someone will have a tire roll over their foot. We'll find out and deal with it. Thanks, Courtney. We're done. Done for the day. Back in next week.